While we are celebrating 21 years of our city gallery at its current site, it is good to recognise there are a lot of people working hard to make sure we get to enjoy this great city asset. So today I'm talking to the woman who does just that, the Manager of Visitor Learning for the City Gallery, Tracy Monastra. Welcome to B-Side Stories, Tracy. Thanks, Laurie. Great to be here. (laughs) So the gallery is celebrating 21 years in their new space. What is significant about this to you? Well, I think 21 is, it's a reflective time. It's, Mm. um, you know, you've gone through your teething, you've gone through your teenage years, you're, um, I suppose we're established in the city now. We're not, um, we're not the new kids on the block, though we often show new work. I mean, we are a contemporary art gallery, but it's, I suppose... A really great moment to um, uh, to celebrate everything that's been achieved, to think about this the gallery's place in the city mm. and to look forward to the future. You know, we um, uh, a couple of years ago, Fair World, uh, Paula Savage, who was the former director right. and had been there since the time of moving into the building um, and welcomed Elizabeth Caldwell, the new director. Right. So... Um, and there's a re-establishment of the program that goes on when you when you change your core team in that way. So just it felt like a good time to celebrate to celebrate and put some focus on what it is we do. Tracy, you mentioned that you have worked for the gallery for quite a long time on and off. What has kept you there? Oh, the art and the people. That would make sense. That would make sense. <laughs> say. Yeah. I mean it's so um it's such a sort of inspiring intoxicating mm. environment to work in. You know, every few months, our, everything in the building changes. Yeah. We're constantly changing up. We're constantly um, showing new work or older work in a new way. Um, so the program really keeps us all on our toes. Yeah. It keeps it endlessly interesting. And I feel like I've been fed in such an amazing way personally by mm. my work there. So, Tracy, can you tell us, in your words, what your role entails and and what you are actually doing? Sure. Um, So my title is Manager Visitor Learning, and my role is to run a program, one of my roles, is to run a program of events um, that help connect um, audiences with the artwork that's on display. Yeah. So... um, you know, they might be talks, it might be screenings, it might be dance performances, it might be poetry readings, it might be music gigs. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a whole series of different kinds of things, different kinds of programs that we run. And I'm, I'm, I guess I'm responsible for the what's termed in the business public programs. So right. um, programs that the public come to, and generally that's often an adult public. Um, but I also manage the education team, and we have... Right. Um, at the moment, one absolutely extraordinary um, educator, Claire Hopkins, who she does all the work with the schools. And so I, I hope that we cover as many bases as we can between us um, running uh, programs for kids, programs for families, programs for adults, the whole gamut. And elderly and mums. And, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah it's mums. quite engaging. You know. <laughs> yeah. Mums with babes, sorry. Yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A wonderful way to pull everyone in. So for you, it's quite, it's, you know, a wonderful thing to be able to work at the gallery. Is there anything that you are particularly proud of that you've achieved in, in your work? Ah, uh, gosh, there are all sorts of things. I mean, we've just recent, recently launched um, Tuatara Open Lates, which yes. is the first Thursday of the month. And we, um, 
instead of shutting the gallery at five, we keep it open till 10 o'clock at night. And um, we people can come in. There's a cash bar. There's beautiful food. We're working with different food vendors. Um, the exhibitions are all open. And we, we are programming, a, I guess, a changing program of events. So in the last few months, we've done lots of music stuff. Um, yes. Uh, we will in the future do films, we've done some right. book things, we'll do more of that. So just a, a, um, a rolling programme of things that are, you know, really enjoyable. Hopefully put the gallery as a kind of hub in people's sort of social calendar as well as their intellectual kind of life. Yes. Um, and just getting people there. And they have been amazing. We've had three months of them now and, you know, fabulously supported by the community. You know, just mass, hundreds of people every time we do one. And it's so wonderful to see that engagement with the gallery. And, you know, they're coming and they're using, people coming using a gallery as a social space. Um, they're seeing the exhibitions. They're seeing a band. They're having a good time. And, and it's that's been a wonderful success. And, it's you know, that's not just my work. That's a big team of people working to make that happen. Um, and I think we've been really lucky. We launched... That that series um, at the opening of Seung Yul O. Right, yes. So the show that's just just finished yeah. yesterday. Um, you know, he of the great inflatables. That, yes, um, <laughs> has got has got everybody in Wellington seemingly very excited, which is really great. It's been a really special few months, and, a, and it's felt like a real gift to Wellington that yeah. show in the winter. Um, Definitely. But you know, the first the first open late Seung was a really big part of programming it with us. So I went to him Perfect. and said, Hey, w- what? band do you want to perform like you know it's going to be in your work H- who do you want and he went oh you know he gave me a list and then you know we sort of decided on actually Golden Axe for the perfect people to approach and right. um, he and the guys from Golden Axe went through art school together and nice. you know so you start to get this lovely um, lovely engagement from the artist and programming work around their work so yeah so I'm really proud of that I'm I'm proud of all sorts of things I'm proud that we um Launched years and years ago, uh, we started doing tours for the deaf community. Um, wow. And I didn't realise you had those in place. Yeah. That's yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. Well, in my, um, yeah, years ago, we had a Len Lai show. Yeah. About, probably about 10 right. years ago. And I remember thinking, you know, when, when his works went off, as as they do, some of the works, you know, are, they're kinetic, and they would shudder the building. Right, they, would, yeah. they would send this kind of ripple of um, of movement through the building. And I had been we'd been thinking about different audiences and talking about who we could do different access programs right. with. And it was suddenly like, well, you know, the deaf community won't be able to hear the sound that these works are making, but they'll be able to feel it. Feel they'll feel it, it in yeah. their bodies. So we developed a partnership with the city council's um, team that worked in that area and and started programming them. And so. And that you know that work has continued. Just a couple of weeks ago, we did our first ever blind tour. Wow! Yeah, which was amazing. And this again, the Seung Yul O show was a perfect show to do that with because you could touch the work. Yes. And you know we had blind people. I mean, I I was too nervous to blow up balloons until they burst in my face, which was a, is one of the worst. It was an amazing thing. I'd never done that, and being asked to do that purposefully was yeah. quite an, an amazing... It's quite confronting. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. I find it really hard. I don't feel like I've got failed <laughs> yeah. lung capacity. But you know, we had um, we had members of the blind community who were up for that, and I, I don't know, for some reason I thought that that would be even more terrifying mm. if you couldn't see it, but mm. you know, they... They had a great time. What have been some of your own 
personal favourite exhibitions? Oh, it is, it's, it's such it's a mean. hard one, isn't it? It's mean, isn't it? Because, of course, <laughs> I mean, I just have this natural instinct to fall in love with everything that's in there at any one time. Yes. Um, I, it's really interesting. It's, I feel slightly like a cliche saying this as a, as a, um, as a gallery uh, person, but I, I had this very sort of um, strong, possibly even profound time when we had a big McCann show right. years ago. Um, and, you know, this is not the most contemporary art that we, we show, but I guess because I, I felt like I'd had this sort of um, long personal engagement with his work, and it, it just hit a whole series of points for me. It was, you know, some of the some of the first work that I'd studied in art history at right. high school. Um, uh, there was a there is a great McCann that is in the Victoria University collection. I studied at Vic, didn't study art history, studied politics and theatre, um, and I would walk past that McCann, which um, used to be before the Adam Art Gallery was right. built. It used to be housed in um, in one of the buildings that I had to walk through every day. Yep. Lucky, and I'd lucky walk, that you had that. I, I know, thought, yeah. I know, it was amazing. And yeah. I had this, you know, I felt this very strong kind of connection to that work. Mm. Um, I've had these, you know, there's that thing that McCann said about New Zealand being a landscape with too few lovers that always really struck a chord mm. with me. Um, I remember studying his work. I I, um, I studied theatre and I trained as a trained as a set designer and his way of looking at the landscape of New Zealand felt deeply influential in my thinking about set design and scenography Um, so when we had that show and I was and there's you know all the religious things I was brought up as a Catholic and so you know it's Mm. it's all the layers that connect really strongly just to my own personal Mm. journey felt really it felt yeah like such a privilege to be talking about that work, programming conversations around that work, um, being with the work so much. And I, I still remember the day that that came down and going in and sort of walking around the exhibition and crying <laughs> that, that it wasn't going to be there anymore because it had just right. it had felt like this amazing time. Become your own yeah. personal space. And yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, you know, like I keep saying, it's a sort of an amazing privilege to mm. work in that environment. And, you know, and it... it um, I remember going on a real mission to Murawai Beach to see, you know, to see the cliffs that he'd painted right. and, um, you know, doing this crazy diversion one time driving from Rotorua to Hawke's Bay insisting that we drive through the Urawera to um, to visit the um, visitor centre at Waikari Moana wow. that McCann did his paintings yep. for and, um, you know, all these, yeah, these personal journeys, going to the house at French Bay and... Um, I guess that work, that work now is you know, is old, but it has such a weight and such a punch for me. But then there's all sorts of things. I mean, yesterday, I took um, my kids to to Papa in the afternoon, and we looked at the new art hang at to Papa, right. and we came across the amazing um, Bill Colbert Venice installation, and um, and you know the children were as captivated as I am. By that work, and Frank said this. My son said this beautiful thing: like it's like being next to a, it's like the the light of a large rectangle sun, 
or something like that. <laughs> nice. It was beautiful. And, you know, and then that, and, co- and a relationship to Colbert takes me back to first seeing a show at the City Gallery when I was a student and I saw the um, a beautiful exhibition of Bill Colbert's work called Lightworks and it was one of the, again, it was one of these things that for me in, in my theatre making became really important and there's an extraordinary work that was out at the Douse last year that had been in that City Gallery show. Right. Um, that is still one of my all-time favourite artworks ever, um, which is just a sort of a carpet of light hanging in a particular kind of um, arc from the ceiling of a building, and it was just just so beautiful. And that take you know, I, it's a, it's so lovely getting older and f- and seeing these works across time. When I was a student, introducing my daughter to it. Right now, you yeah. know, twenty years later, and still being still being affected. By it. It yeah. still has such a place in your in your world and life. Yeah. What a wonderful way to pursue life a little bit, you know, by art. Yeah. That that's a wonderful story about travelling around New Zealand looking for these spots. Yeah, well I think I think artists give us a way of yeah. thinking about and looking at where we come from. Yes. You know, in a very particular way and in a way that makes huge sense to me. How would you describe the art scene when you became aware of it to what we've got now in Wellington? I don't, well, it's interesting because I guess when I became aware of it, it was all about discovery for me. Right. And yeah. it was, um, you know, I was hungry, I was curious, I was, you know, very engaged. Mm. I still remember going to um, a talk at the gallery given by... Um, by an artist, I think an American artist who um, who kept saying, I don't know, she had this refrain through. She kept saying, "Call me, call <laughs> me," which just became this weird. You know, it was sort of like nothing I'd experienced before, as almost as a performance. It was an artist talk, right? I now understand that it was an artist yeah. talking about their work and and framing it up for. For people and it was in the old city gallery auditorium and she brought pizza in for everybody and and it just seemed like this wonderful environment that was um delightfully unexpected and um and very performative very right. um engaging and it felt like I just wanted to be part of that it, I guess in my early 20s it was so much about for for me discovering the right. scene and 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 um but, you know, there are big things that have changed. Like when, when City Gallery um, first came on the scene in the building that it is, yeah. you know, we didn't have Enjoy Gallery on Cuba Street. No. We didn't have an artist-run space like that, you know, that, um, that shows that kind, of, that, that kind of work is that kind of space. Um, the scene was really different. I mean, the whole ecology of the art scene has changed in lots of ways. Like dealers... Um, the whole dealer scene is is changing a lot. I didn't even know that dealer galleries existed way back then. No, um, and so it was a real eye opener for me to be, to know that you could go into places that are not public galleries, but you can go into other places and you can buy artwork. Not only, only can you buy artwork, but if you've got you know if you're a student and, and you've got no money, you can still buy artwork because you can put money down and you can pay it off slowly. And, mm. um, but that whole that whole scene is changing dealers are still really important but um the secondary market through auction houses is becoming really important right. the rise of the art fair has happened so that you know the kind of the selling of art has changed a lot the display of art i'm not sure i mean there's you know we were talking before about education and um 
one of the really big shifts I think that has happened over the last sort of 10 or 15 years is how um, how kids programming and family programming has has really surfaced yes. as hugely valuable and hugely important for public galleries to engage with. And, you know, there's been some really interesting work done in Australia at um, the Gallery of, the Queensland Art Gallery right. and the Gallery of Modern Art over there do, you know, phenomenal kids programming where it's, it's not um, an educator doing a program based on an artist's work, but they commission artists to do work specifically for children. And that's really changed the whole wow. environment for yeah. the kind of work that we do. So, mm. um, and we're, you know, we're um, step by step moving towards working in those other ways. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's quite a shift. You were talking about um, that era when, when Helen Clark was in and what was it, the cultural recovery yeah. package. What in what positive or what, what did you see were the outcomes of that and do you think we need another one? <laughs> ah. Well, we, it would always be good to have more, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we can always do with more support. Um, I think one of the most positive things about that time was was the the massive sort of statement of support that comes when the Prime Minister mm. decides to be mm. the Minister of Arts. Mm. When the Prime Minister goes, the arts are that important. I've got a co- I've got the warm back. That's <laughs> yeah, really cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean it was just it felt like I mean we all know, you know, when you work in the sector of course you know that the arts are important How and you feel like it's a it's a you know, it's a well trodden argument. Um and yet yeah, to actually have at the at the most highest ranking <laughs> senior politician say what you do is a value and it's a value to everyone in New Zealand. It's a value to the economy, it's a value yeah. to our hearts and our minds and all of that stuff. It's really powerful, that level of support. Yeah. Really powerful. So then on that, do you feel that Wellington really is the creative capital? And how are we demonstrating this? Yeah, I think we are the creative capital. And I think it's about, um, you know, what some, something that is so special about Wellington is our scale, is our right. size, is that you walk along the street and you bump into people. And it's through that really easy kind of human connection yeah. that amazing things happen. And that you don't have to drive half an hour to see people and you don't, I don't know, there's a kind of informality about the way things can occur. And, and you know, you can get to things. You can, you can duck out in your lunchtime and come to a talk at the gallery. You can, yes. you can um, you know, you can pop into the gallery after work. Um, you know, that's from an audience perspective, according, of course, on where you live. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of easy to get around. And for practitioners, it's easy to make stuff. Yeah. In an environment where you can, where you're not struggling against the city. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so I think I think we are. I mean, I think there's always, you know, those there's there's those, you know, kind of tussles that go on between Wellington and Auckland about who does it better or who's got the upper hand at any one time. And they will, you know, they'll always play out. And we live in a time at the moment where um, there's some there's really exciting. Ha- things happening right across the country. Like yes. there's amazing stuff going on in Auckland. There's phenomenal stuff going on in Christchurch. Yes. Because, you know, um, the people who are who in lots of ways are leading the most interesting projects 
down there are artists. Yes. They're creative people. Um, but I don't think because there's great stuff happening elsewhere, it doesn't mean there's not great stuff happening here. I think that's absolutely occurring here. And um, uh, maybe it's about reasserting that. What do you think is special about Wellington City Gallery compared to other galleries around the world? Have we got something special that's quite unique to us? I think our building is really special. I think it's beautiful. You know, it's the old public library. It's this, I don't know, it's just this absolutely gorgeous, majestic space. And artists love working in it. It's one of the really nice things, actually, often when you're... Um, you're in installation with people yeah. and you know we've we've had lots of really extraordinary international artists as well as amazing New Zealand artists on show in the in the gallery and people you know they t- they'll talk about the quality of the floor the quality of the light the stud height yes um, nice and so we you know we're very very fortunate that we have that building um, I think the other thing that we we're really lucky about with City Gallery is we don't have a collection. We're really right, unique. Yes, we're like the kind of German Kunsthaus model of um, of a public gallery, a civic gallery yeah. that displays contemporary art. But da- you know, we're not a museum; we're a gallery. We don't have a collection, and we're really unique. And of course, that comes from our position in the capital, which has the national art collection. Um, but you know that's so we extraordinarily. Don't need, so the city gallery. So the city gallery need doesn't need to, to collect yeah. when we have another institution across the bridge from us doing that job right. on behalf of the city and the nation. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's uh, of course there's a certain pressure that comes from never having a collection to fall back on. No, <laughs> if a show falls over, yeah. you can't go down. You can't go down into the basement or I grab was, something up. I was wondering about that this morning too, like just that that flow. What your calendar must look like yeah. alone must it's, be. It's pretty. How far out do you work? Um, <laughs> we <laughs> sometimes work very short term. We sometimes work very long term. Wow. It's a it's a real puzzle and a real yep. balancing act. So there's um uh you know, there are these long, long lead projects on yes. the go that um with curators doing um in depth research or working with artists to develop projects long term. And then there are other much more fast turnaround. And also it's really God, it's so good to be in an environment where you can be really responsive. Yes, so if there's definitely. a great um you know, if there's a great show that's touring that comes, you know, comes across our desks, there is an ability to um, respond quickly and, yes. and um, or you know, or do something topical that we generate, mm. not even that's necessarily touring. Um, a really good example of that, I think, is um, Robert Leonard, our fairly recently appointed chief curator, um, uh, put together a show looking at Peter McLeavy's influence um, called McLeavy Sat Here. Uh, you know, Fantastic Robert, I think for Wellington. Yeah, there. it was so great. it was so great. And Robert, yep. you know, started at the gallery in January, and of course he'd been thinking about coming here, you know, for some time since he was appointed, and you know, but he was returning from overseas. He'd been uh, in Brisbane at the International, in the Institute of Modern Art, rather, um, and came back. And you know, one of the first things he noticed was that everybody was reading the wonderful Peter McLeavy book, yep. Jill. Um, the biography yes. of McLeavy, Jill Trevelyan. But that became the gift for um, for everybody. Yeah. You know, um, last, uh, everybody interested in the arts last Christmas. Last Christmas. Yes. <laughs> and so everyone was reading it and Robert was like, okay, we need, yeah. you know, it's timely. Need we to need back to back that up. We need to acknowledge it and mm. we need to do um, a show that looks at McLeavy's um, presence. And so, you know, 
that opened that show opened in April, which was a ama- uh, you know a very fast turnaround, and it was you know really important and wonderful to do that. And opening weekend, we were able to have Jill Trevelyan, the writer of the book, right. um, Howard Greaves, who's a, who's a um, a long term buyer of work through. Um, through McLevy, but also is is an amazing ad man who understood McLevy as a brand and and right. really understood some of the business nous going behind. Um, John Reynolds, one of the artists yeah. who's been in McLevy's stable um, for a long, long time, all being able to talk about you know this extraordinary um, extraordinary dealer. Quite a Wellington character too, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's an amazing man. Yeah, yeah. Lucky for us to be able to have people like this around that have inspired us along the way too. Absolutely, and yeah. ha, you know, has fought so hard for for art and for artists in the city. You know, I, I certainly when I when I picked up, I felt like I had a fair understanding of um, Peter's role, and then was blown away by some of the things that I hadn't appreciated that he was doing behind the scenes, supporting different artists' yeah. work. Um, yeah, I mean, hugely, hugely important to the entire to the New Zealand art scene, not just the Wellington yeah, art scene, yeah. but the New Zealand art scene. Well, <laughs> that Tracy has been very inspiring for me, and it's funny because I I feel like a great supporter of the gallery, as in I just feel lucky to have oh. it and to be able to engage with it and with my kids, and like you say, duck out during a lunchtime, and yeah, you know, but um. I just feel a lot more excited about being a partial owner ah, of the Wellington great. City Gallery after talking to you today. Oh, that's so brilliant. Thank, thank you. you. It's so lovely that you say a partial owner because that's the mm. thing. I mean, it is, oh, nice. it is all of ours, you <laughs> yes. know. Yes. And, um, and I hope I hope that we all feel proud of it. I think we do. You know, I really, I think I really get the sense of that, that, um, that people feel a connection and a, and a sense of ownership about the place and a, and a sense of pride in what's occurring there and what has occurred there. Um, it was really nice for our 21st, we put up a memory wall um, and asked people just to leave us little notes about... Nice. Um, I didn't get to that. Oh, didn't you? No. Oh, that was upstairs. <laughs> yeah. That was upstairs. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and that's been really lovely as that's been populated with these lovely notes. It's so interesting because, of course, it everybody... Yeah, it's still oh, there okay, at the moment. Cool. Yeah. Um, everybody, you know, there's not necessarily two comments that are the same. Like, people's favourites are... Are different, and there are shows there that it's like, oh, of course, I, gosh, I worked here during that show. I forgot that we, you know, had Sam Taylor Wood with David Beckham sleeping, or right. I forgot that we, <laughs> you know, did that other or whatever the projects are. You know, it, it has helped us helped us see the place that we hold. I hope in lots of Wellingtonians' hearts. So, yeah, yeah, and I feel I feel lucky to be there.